Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Back here on Rutherford Issues and time to head over to the Salvation Army where John Mitchell is joining us here this morning. We're going to catch up with John on what was, I know, a very, very, very busy season uh, that we just came through here in December. I guess, John, is always a very busy time, isn't it? It is. It's always our, our busiest time, and it took on a different look this year. Um, busy's good, though. Um, busy means that a lot of the community is helping us with Angel Tree and bringing in gifts that we can um uh, you know, actually provide an angel tree Christmas for more families than ever. I actually don't have the the totals. I just know it was bigger than than last year. Uh, Nissan helped us out and did some other things because uh, our gym was limited. And um, so they helped to serve even more families through that process. But yeah, busy's good. So you have red kettle challenge happening with kettles and angel tree. So if you put one of the time-lapse photography uh videos outside you would just see a constant uh movement of in and outs in and outs but uh it's it's neat because it's a community effort and we just were proud to be part of that well i know that it was uh the the first here in murfreesboro for the captain's knot and uh so i'm sure that that was quite the experience too yeah it was and you throw on top of that 2020 being the uh year of well we're going to operate every day day by day and you know how do you do kettles during a pandemic um as we put out in our video we still continue to do kettles but we honored you know the protection protocols of distance uh you know so we would set up a kettle and ask the ringers to wear a mask and stand six feet away we obviously didn't have as many kettles out this year but we still did uh do that process had quite a few volunteers help us um and so yeah he every officer you work with they come with their own style or the way they do things but this year what dictated things more than anything was how we could operate and so um thank goodness uh by working with our friends in nashville and the nashville area command two years ago we started embracing a concept that they started being the red kettle challenge and the red kettle challenge means you're not only limited to raising money at the kettle you know you can engage the community the businesses through let us know how you want to help and a good example is state farm this year uh, for the second year took the red kettle challenge as we know their facility has not been in operation and now we know their facility is changing dramatically but their employees still bought on with the red kettle challenge and did an online campaign and uh raised uh twelve hundred dollars which is going to be matched by the state farm foundation so that doubles and so that came in to help us so where we you know, was able to, you know, try to figure out how are we going to handle less kettles. Um, we'd had more people writing checks and, and more people coming up with ways like State Farm did with it online. And, um, 
you know, we don't have everything figured out, but it was helpful that we were able to react versus just say we don't have any other options. Well, you know, I think what, uh, you know, all things happen for a reason. Two years ago, you never had uh, in mind what 2020 would look like, John. And so it's like, you know, the you were being prepared for what was coming. And instead of trying to react in the moment you already had some yeah. things in place because you've done the red kettle challenge before yeah and that's that's a god thing yeah. um you know i even think about that with some of the businesses um look at your grocery stores they were already moving towards pick up out in the parking lot and that was before the pandemic mm-hmm. so it almost makes me feel like i was preparing us for how we were going to react um even before we knew it was coming but, um, but yeah, thankful to uh, these uh, organizations that stepped up and took the Red Kettle Challenge. Um, I, I've got a list of them somewhere else, and I'm afraid if I start mentioning a few, I might miss a, miss a few. But, you know, State Farm was definitely one. It's a good story about how we can um, not give up and just try to do things differently. And people want to help. And, and they, they help in a, in a big way, you know. So, uh, so yeah, all in all, we've had a, a good holiday season. It is busy. We are still kind of getting all of our statistics together. But I can tell you, last year with the Red Kettle Challenge, counting checks that come in through that, the online push, and the kettles, we grossed uh, approximately 109000 and right now, my count is probably at about 104, but I really think we'll surpass that 109 when I count some of the things that happened. I actually was off last week and um, digging into some, you know, uh, mailings of people that have, you know, are helping us out. So the, the shift happened. Um, but, you know, once again, I want to give uh, a shout out to some of the organizations that like uh, St. Mar- uh, the Episcopal Church, St. Paul's Episcopal Church. They continue to put volunteers uh, out, and we did it social distance-wise. And so we've kind of set a trend to really empower the community to do volunteerism at the Kettle, and and they continue to do that. So the, them, along with some others, helped us keep that presence out in the community. John Mitchell is with us uh, from the Salvation Army, and, um, you know, I think if you were to have gone into this kettle season and they told you that you would be able to raise at least what you did last year, you probably would have taken that uh, without doing anything, yeah. you know, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, with, um, with everything going if, on this year. If you've been in fundraising, as I have been in the nonprofit world for over 20 years, you're, you're never really expected to go backwards. So the fact that we're moving forwards is, is a positive thing. And we've created new programs, which is going to create more uh, fiscal needs, but we're excited about the opportunities we have to serve more people in a growing community. Well, great news uh, about the, the Red Kettle Challenge and the campaign this year. Now, if there are folks that are listening in that say, you know what, uh, we had things going on. It was Christmas time. It was busy. It was different this year. Uh, we had sickness. A lot of uh, you know, a lot of sickness going around right now. Um, I wish I had the opportunity to help the Salvation Army. Is there still a chance that people can do that? Absolutely. Um, you know, some people have brought by or mailed a check, and they can just put Red Kettle Challenge at the in the notation. Um, 
but they if they want to give online um, they can go to our website uh, murfreesboro salvation army.org and, and there's still an online um, button there um, they can call me directly at 615-895-7071 um, so yeah and you know we as most places we give given opportunities in different campaigns so you know right now we're talking about red kettle challenge but those gifts are going towards our programs which has been always the community meal and where we used to talk about the shelter now we're using the term supportive housing um, angel tree that just happened it takes a lot of effort even though the community is uh, helping us with those but just to pull off a program like that and use our facility it takes a lot of resources uh, to do that uh, but of course you know we have some new programs that are have been launched like life navigation um, you know the uh, generation two uh, program and uh, the learning pods so uh, whether you give and you give through red cattle challenge or you send a check or you give during the beyond the bells you're all helping support local programming stay intact for your local community so mm -hmm. it's an investment back into the local community um talk a, a little bit about the um is it called family resource hub now the yeah it's uh, learning pods and resource hubs okay we actually we're coming out of the new year and working with our partners in in nashville um you know there was some money that was being received for COVID, and how would we help these families that are struggling um during a pandemic time of year whether it's food insecurity but one of the big things uh, was educational needs and there was a harvard uh, program uh, that we just kind of matched with with the learning pods and resource hubs which is trying to address you know recreation for a family that may not be getting out or it could be their educational needs their food insecurity or as we know a lot of times sometimes families just need help navigating that and Brian I don't know if I've ever give you these two books I'll show it for you we're on zoom but I'll make sure I'll give you one there's one book called our journey hope for a future or our home my story um, th this is what we are wanting to uh, do when we uh, meet with families or individuals whether they're in our supportive housing or they're meeting with our new staff uh, in our building or we have staff that's meeting them out in the encampments as well but we want to engage you know meet the people where they are empower them to create you know their own goals and and then equip them to meet those goals but that second part empower them to create their own goals that's what these two books are designed to do is for them to create their own goals and to work through this so um have i shared these with you before brian i uh, know mm -hmm. no i'll make sure you get a copy and, and when i'm giving you know one-on-one -on -one, we're not doing uh lunch and learns right now in a mass setting but if somebody wants to come by we'll wear a mask and we'll go through the building and, and talk about all of our existing programs and new programs i give them a copy of this because i think it's the best way for them to see how an individual comes to us and how we try to you know engage uh empower and equip them to move forward 
Well, some great, uh, great things going on uh, w- with the Salvation Army and uh, your contributions during the Red Kettle Challenge or uh, even uh, Beyond the Bells, which happened, uh, helps to keep these programs up and running and, and continuing. Uh, before we get away, uh, I, I did want to say congratulations on your Citizen of the Year from the Murfreesboro Post. That was awfully cool. Yeah, that, that was cool, and I got to admit, it was a little bit humbling, a little bit embarrassing. I mean, when the, you know, uh, the paper was asking to interview me, I was just in mode with my work, and then they said, we want to honor you, and I thought, wait a minute, I don't know, I don't know if that's me, and then I thought, well, you know what, you know, one of the gifts that God's given me is to encourage people, and I thought, what a shame it would be for me to not accept something when somebody's encouraging me, so... I said, sure, let's, let's, let's go with this. And, um, I appreciate the thoughts and, um, you know, as the article that Jason Reynolds put together, I think he did a pretty good job of encompassing my philosophy is to, uh, never give up and, you know, keep moving forward. So I appreciate that. And glad to hear the, the morning team, I think is back intact have, uh, three of the three, had COVID and or is it two of the three? We yeah we all have had it. So um, you were known. That's what I was I was thinking as you were talking about that. Um, uh, your nickname was COVID boy for a long time, and so <laughs> now I guess I've got that. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> you know we're yeah share the wealth. My wife didn't really. She got <laughs> on to me early because you know I'd done an interview with you, and then I did something with the paper, and she said you're getting to be known as like you said COVID boy. <laughs> But once again, I just felt like it was, you know, giving me an opportunity to tell my story as people are continuing to tell their story to encourage others to, you know, take this serious and do what you can. And, um, you know, so I'm glad to hear that uh, you guys are doing well. And uh, I, I'm glad to know I'm, I'm I'm not the only COVID boy out there. So. Uh, that's that's very well, true. Not anymore anyway, for sure. Yeah. Well, John, uh, I appreciate it, and uh, glad that everything has been going well, and uh, we look forward to 2021 and and uh, kind of maneuvering through this new year together and anything we can do to help out to uh, promote the Salvation Army. We are, of course, always glad to do so. Well, Brian, I appreciate that, and I think you just nailed the, uh, the thing we need to concentrate on is just doing this together, and we, we couldn't do what we do without the help and including the support we get from WGNS. So thank you all for having us on today. You bet. All right, John. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you, Brian. John Mitchell joining us today from the Salvation Army. And uh, friends, that's going to do it for our program. want to thank you for joining us. If you missed any part of the program, you can check the podcast section at WGNSradio.com. Tap on uh, Rutherf- podcast, then Rutherford Issues, or wherever you listen to audio. Check it out.